Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Almwake, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Almwake. Well, hi, and uh, my co-host, Jim Jacobson. Good morning. Good morning, Mary. How are you? Well, I'm delightful. What a, a beautiful day here, a little overcast on our gorgeous Maui home. We, you know, we had a beautiful Mother's Day. And oh, it was my nice best as, ever, Jim. It was my nice as we went out. Ever. We had brunch afterwards, and then we did this very cool exercise. Mary, me, and my fiance Molly, sat down and, and came up with five things that we want to do this week just to play. Yeah, how are, you doing, how are you doing on your little... Jim, I mean, I'm these doing are fun great. things like go for I'm a doing walk, meditate fabulous. in unusual places. Okay, and uh, yes, I did. I went right home and got my drawing out. I have a bunch of pens That's so and cool. pencils. So you actually were coloring. So I started drawing, f- uh, well, uh, coloring, I think I'd call it. Uh, I was sketching flowers, which I loved. And then I, I wasn't thinking Sudanko. like you had your crayons. Yeah, no, <laughs> actually I did. I have real soft, wonderful, different different kinds of yeah. pencils, and yeah. they work great. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had watercolors, but I didn't. I'm, I have never had any training. This yeah. so this was just for fun, right. and I just had a good time. It's and then I schedule a massage, Ooh. and I schedule a pedicure. And uh, last night we were going to hike in Iao because that was one of mine was hike and right. massage right. and meditate in three fabulous places on Maui before next week right. and and draw and dance right. every day. So I actually have done three of those and I have appointments to do the others. You and you know it felt so great because we were talking about um, none of us, you, me, and Molly, mm-hmm. are great players. Mm-hmm. And um, here we are on this beautiful island, and you read a book. And what was I, I the name book. of that book it's that called, inspired it's, it's, this? It's called The 4-Hour Work Week. That's right, The 4-Hour Work Week. I can't say 4-Hour Work Week. I'm going 4-Hour no. Work Day, no. you know, because I'm, you know, sometimes, yeah. And the concept behind it, maybe we'll have the author on uh, sometime in the future. Yeah, so the concept it. behind it is that why spend your whole life looking forward to retirement when you can have these little mini retirements throughout and do some work. So instead of working all the time and scheduling play, the idea is if you schedule play and then schedule work into the schedule. And that is such a great idea. And so I'm playing with this idea, playing, and uh, I'm excited about it. So I like the idea that we sat down, and you can do this yourself with your own group, and just come up with five or six things that you're going to do and sort of hold each other accountable. And write them down. Write them down, yeah. And there's something, and what, and we challenge each other because sometimes... <coughs> we say, oh, well, that's play, but it's really part of our work. Mm-hmm. But, but here's what I noticed. Now, that was Sunday, mm-hmm. and I came right home, and I, I went and got – I had uh, bought three or four sketch pads over mm-hmm. the last couple of years, and I had three or four different kinds of pens and mm-hmm. p- art pencils. And so I knew right where they were, and I went and got them out, and I just sat there, and it felt so great to do it. Just yeah. the empowerment of setting that intention after a glorious Mother's Day. Of course, I couldn't do anything. I was like, like we ate at the Four Seasons. We, we oh, ourselves. was it fabulous. I have to say – um, we have traditions in our Hanai family, and um, <laughs> eating good food and yeah, the Ritz Carlton for Christmas Day and now Mother's <laughs> Day is the Four Seasons, and there must be uh, something coming up in June. I'm <laughs> sure. I, I think I'm going to be recovering <laughs> from Mother's Day. But uh, the thing about writing it down now, what I noticed, Jim, was yesterday, I was so creative in my work. I worked um, in my jammies, mm-hmm. but I got done a whole list of unfinished work. And just that setting the intention to play more freed me up to get so much more creative work done. And I woke up this morning because I'm doing a retreat with Michael Beckwith uh, in June at Unity Village, yeah. and we're doing a, a visioning with our with our church community this Saturday. And what I noticed was how much creativity was flowing, mm-hmm. which is maybe a premise of this man. Once you start to really be in play mode and, and present mode, mm-hmm. which we talk about, I, it was so amazing how many juicy ideas came. And I found that my work was my play. Mm-hmm. It really is. I've often felt that, but I got I got negative down. I don't know how to put the right word to, with with the administration of bogged community. Down, yeah. Bogged down. Well, That's that, a good word. Which the parts that aren't mine, they mm-hmm. aren't creative for me. They, mm-hmm. And so those just got done. Yeah. Well, there's, a, there's a thing that I talk about in congruent marketing, which mm-hmm. is that you should always do what you're excellent at, what you really enjoy. And for other people, let them do what, what they're excellent at. And uh, and sometimes it's it, it's not the things that we spend so much of our time doing. So 
that was a it was a great re- revelation, and I'm learning a lot from this book. And we'll hope to have the author on sometime you in the coming weeks. Didn't give me a weeks. report. I reported that I've done my artwork. Okay, here's what I, I here's what I did. Okay. I have been trying to get this project written, and I've been procrastinating and procrastinating. Mm-hmm. And I use email as an excuse. I did something amazing and radically different for me. I did not even open up my email all yesterday. So um, if you are in the habit of looking at your email first thing in the morning and I know many people are it all of a sudden opens up the you know floodgates of things to do and people to respond to and all that stuff I just didn't do it because I get about 300 personal emails a day I didn't do it and I focused instead on writing I was up until 3.30 this morning but um, I got it done and yesterday in the middle of the day when I was feeling a little <laughs> tired I went and got a frappuccino and I went and played and it's just, it is really wonderful because when you get into this mindset of playing and then uh, and then doing work, you feel more creative, more inspired, and become more productive. So we now have a new family tradition. Have you played enough have this week? Have you played week? enough this week? Have you I played like enough this weekend? And we're, I love this idea of holding ourselves accountable. And play is things you really do for fun. Like I was saying yesterday when I did all that work, because yeah. I, like you, you said you were up late. Or Early. I was up late, yeah. too. Mason, from the sugar, I think. I think oh, the that sugar was the night from before, the yeah. yeah. So, but I I got tons of work done, and I was supposed to hike ER because that was one of my favorite things. Yeah. And uh, I called the person and said, "Let's go have a cup of tea." Yeah. So we did. Yeah. Uh, a person I really love and a person that's fascinating conversationalist. We sat and had a two-hour cup of tea before the David Hawkins class, which is another thing that I totally love to do. Yeah. Anyone who's interested in David Hawkins, we. Um, we do a DVD each week for an hour, hour and ten minutes. We then do a small discussion, and we close with a meditation. Mm-hmm. Silence, and people love it. It's so, it's like the wisdom series, and so we get the best minds on the planet. And because so many of them teach on DVD now, we can bring them right here to Maui right with here no now. jet lag, very inexpensive, yeah. ten dollars. <laughs> and we can and hit you pause have, whenever. You can pause, and you can <laughs> meditate on it, and just. Bring it in. So we are very fortunate. We're, we're going to stay with David Hawkins for a while, but other people they have mentioned would be Ken Wilber, um, Ram Das, um, and so the great teachers. Uh, it's just amazing the technology now that we can be teaching learning communities without having to travel to Sedona or mm-hmm. or the Big Island or wherever. Now we're going to be talking, I think, next with Catherine Art because she's one of our part of our teaching faculty at Unity Church. She's a marriage and family counselor, retired or uh, maybe not retired, that's not the right word. Uh, um, what do you call that when you uh, move on? You're uh, an alumni. An alumni. Okay. Okay. Catherine, are you there? I am here. Good hey. morning. Hey, I'm glad that we caught you. you me too. <laughs> hey, you're going to do a workshop um, May 17th, Thursday night of this week. That's right. It'll be in the evening at the High Street location, and we're going to be playing with and working with the concept of forgiving. Ah, so and we're continuing this theme of playing yeah. along, right? Oh, did, good. Did you hear I haven't been able to hear the conversation, but... Uh, well, it was a very good conversation. <laughs> so <laughs> well, you're gonna... Jim, maybe we find ourselves more fascinating than others do, but... <laughs> Catherine, uh, it, it's about forgiveness. So uh, what are some of the experiences they're going to have? It starts at 6.30. It does. It goes from 6.30 till 9. And we're going to uh, do a variety of exercises and activities that help people get to their highest place or their essence, whatever language you want to use for that. And when we get there, we already have forgiven. And that's really forgiveness is almost like creating the vacuum where there's no anger and there's no bitterness, and there's no resentment. When you, re- when you find ways to get past all those emotions and get to your highest place, forgiveness is done. And so all these activities that we're going to be playing with, and part of it is playful, we use art materials, we use uh, activities, we use conversation, we use meditation. Mm-hmm. And the whole point is to find ways to release and clear and get to that highest place. And and staying there as much as we can. But forgiveness happens there. It's already done when we're there. So is forgiveness a process? I know it's so much uh, a teaching within the Christian tradition, but you're going to be using cross-cultural, um, trans-denominational, cultural, I, different paths to forgiveness. So how universal is this? Well, I dip into everything I've ever heard of, and I create as I go. <laughs> so I don't have any rules when I work. When people come work with me, it'll never be the same twice. So we use 
I use things from everything from things I've learned in how to induce a light trance from hypnotherapy hmm. to how to alter our consciousness uh, because we're our own worst enemy when it comes to forgiving. Mm. The ego really has a lot of attachment and gets a lot of things out of, of holding a grudge. We get huge payoff from being angry. Get that little juice of being right. There's that chemical payoff <laughs> of what our brain does, the adrenalines and the chemistry in our body. There's also the habit. There's also the identity that we have of being uh, maybe a victim. And who are we if we're not that? If I'm not this hurt person, if I'm not... Uh, a survivor of this thing, then who am I? And so there's a lot of uh, kind of open space that looks unfamiliar to people when they give up the things they've been doing for a long time. They're just habits. So you help people explore what it is that they're getting out of it before you get Absolutely. them to stop doing it. Some, that's for good. some people, that's really helpful to look at what the mm-hmm. payoff has been. And it really varies. There's no one answer for anybody. But that's one of the uh, techniques to open up and look at ourselves. But all of our attachments have a little juice to them, don't they? I mean, that's the thing. It's that we're attached to or addicted to the juice. Well, some yeah. people are addicted to the juice. Some people are addicted to um, the sense of belonging because we all need a sense of belonging. Mm. And we need a group that we feel identity with, that humans oh, like that. Oh, so if we don't forgive, okay, we're, we're as a group, we're really mad at these people. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Take a take a, a person who has a family of with an abuse issue, and the siblings talk among themselves about how they all got hurt, how mean mom was, or some story from the past. And they have a sense of identity and connectedness through that. And if somebody leaves that and says, I've forgiven mom, They've abandoned their group. Mm. They've left behind, you know, they're out on their own now. Wow. You've broken the rules of your of your family. They're so you learned a lot of stuff when you used to be a counselor, therapist Yeah, kind I leave that in there. Yeah. But, you know, it goes deep into our heart. I mean, yeah, people need exactly. that connection. And, and they don't understand the deep connection they have to their own essence and to all that is. It's gotten a little covered up by this resentment and anger and all this human suffering. We all do it. We're all the same. You know, mm-hmm. nobody's better or worse at it. We've all gotten mad in our day. Yeah. And then <laughs> we learn that there. it robs us of our peace. It blocks our intuition. Absolutely. You know, when we're holding to, on to grievances, I love there's a great line in The Course in Miracles. It's my favorite. My grievances hide the light of the world mm-hmm. in me. Absolutely. I love that line. It blocks the flow in me. And uh, and I just appreciate so much your style of embracing all that you've become and stay in the flow. Because people have not only great insights, but a lot of fun. That's, that's the other important thing to me. And uh, something I learned, most of my work in social work was with people who had really been hurt physically, emotionally, and sexually uh, in a variety of ways, really traumatized. And I studied a lot about trauma and how the brain works. Mm-hmm. And... Um, in healing that, to bring the, our soul or our spirit, our spiritual energy into that is the key. Grace is the key. It's the, and so when you ask me about a practice or a process of forgiving, really grace is the, is the key. It's not a process. There is no one way to forgive, and I don't have a secret formula for forgiving. Our thoughts matter. Uh, any way we can get to our highest place, then we're done forgiving. It's impossible to hold a grudge when you're in your essence, when you're in your highest place, when you're in your Christ energy, or when you're connected with all, and you're, you're, when you're expressing love, that's all you are, and you can't do anything else. <laughs> so mm. you cannot. It's an oxymoron to say I'm in my highest place and I'm so mad at so-and-so. It's in, we're incapable of it. Yes. So yes. the whole process is finding a thousand paths, all the steps in the light, to getting to our highest place, and people need assistance sometimes with finding that right step for them. Each person is different. So I offer a lot of steps and practices that draw on places where we don't have habits. We have a lot of habits in our thinking, and that's what holds us in places, or it makes it hard to change. Mm-hmm. We're kind of used to our story. Mm-hmm. We've told it a lot. We know it well. Mm-hmm. And so I introduce uh, uh, activities that access different parts of our brain that haven't looked at this so closely, that don't have habits. 
Catherine, you and Tom have such a beautiful relationship, your husband, Tom. What happens in the course of your relationship when you fall from that high place? What do you, how just, do you catch yourself? I'm just grinning and laughing because that has been my biggest challenge. Yes, isn't it? <laughs> I, I thought when I had forgiven uh, the huge issues from my childhood that I was a master of forgiveness. And then you went and got married. What were you thinking? <laughs> oh, I was very intentional. I'll tell you, I was thinking. <laughs> but, and I thought I had resolved all my issues with men and, you know, that I was, you know, uh, I, I know that I'm thriving, but I didn't realize the little daily things, how powerful they could be. Oh, and go the, ahead. This is the, the time. The life traumas were nothing compared to daily irritations. So, <laughs> so what are some of the daily things that really mm, challenge you, and how do you cope with them? I have a wonderful husband who will help with anything, but we have really different working styles. And his, uh, um, I try to think of kind words when I describe it, especially on the air, but he's sloppy compared to me. Mm-hmm. And in the kitchen, he will Casual. Leave. Uh, nice There's a word you can I mean, use. Casual. Water will be on the floor. Food mm. will be on the counter. <laughs> Extra Things casual. Will be okay, we're talking sloppy. Okay, <laughs> I got it. Okay. It's just a different style. But yeah. he, he will look at me and how slow I am because I'm more meticulous. Mm. And he considers himself very efficient. And I frustrate him in my extra time that I take to do things. And I have been frustrated by him and that doesn't seem done to me. Uh-huh. Like he's ready to go and you're just still wiping the counter and I'm, in. I'm cleaning up after yeah, him. Yeah, and, right. you know, if you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah, and he's <laughs> in the car, like, we're going now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've played that a hundred times. He's out there. Tom you know. and I are soul partners. I get it. I got <laughs> friends like that. You know, hey, we're going to the ski slope. And, and oh, it's been I'm a coming. huge gift to marry my opposite style <laughs> of working. You know, it's a huge gift. Because what's happened is I've relaxed, I've let go of the part of me that's perfectionist, ah. and found out what's good enough. Uh, you and know, what that's I'm a great with. insight. Uh, can we pause on that? Sure. Because that was an insight for me. I don't know. Maybe two years ago, we were doing a big healing back at Unity Village. I mean, huge. This was like a forty, fifty-year-old way before I got into Unity. People just with hurts and resentments and angers and upsets all came together. Uh, in an organization that was 100 plus years old to heal it, to heal whatever was going on. And one of the key things that I was just blown away, the facilitator kept using, I know it's not exactly perfect for you, but is it good enough? Can we mm-hmm. all agree, you know, with 200 people in a room, that getting to just good enough would be a wonderful, and it was like one of those light bulb moments in my life, Catherine. Sure. Everybody, we didn't have to get 200 people <laughs> to get to the same place. We just had to get some agreements that were just good, good enough. enough. We could all say, yeah. yeah, I'm comfortable. That's okay. Yeah, and and I could just totally let go of that other thing, and I just blessed that person for getting me to... And I think about that all the time with staff work or, you know, people. Uh, is that just good well, that's enough? that's why I was up until 3.30 in the morning. I finally said it's g- the, the document that I was working on is good enough. Yeah. I was I, I was getting anger. I was playing with a little formatting and moving shapes around and, and doing stuff that clearly is not my joy. And I finally got to the place of it's good enough. Plus, I was dog tired. I was just going to say you probably passed the point of being effective. And, but way then back I looked at it. I'm like, yeah. it's great. And yeah. and I looked at it this morning, and it's still fine. And if we can get to that point of being good enough, then that does is that it's gentle on ourselves. Perfectionism is yeah. t- is really yeah. kills the joy, doesn't it? Well, it can. Okay. And also, in my life, it has. Yeah, and also I realize sometimes. If it's really important to me to do a project to a certain standard that I won't be satisfied with without doing it to that standard, that gives me pleasure. It's like polishing something. Right. Uh, I'm not backtracking, but like for my birthday last a year ago, I chose to stay home and when asked whatever I wanted to do and polish my house. I wanted to make my whole living space an altar. So when, when, when's your birthday? Because, you know, I, I'd love you to celebrate over at my house. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I have a big day coming up. And uh, <laughs> I'm funny. so impressed, okay. Catherine. Anyway, I just wanted yeah, to yeah. take my living space and polish it. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to take all the time I wanted mm. and have it just so it mm-hmm. suited me and put flowers where I wanted. And, mm. and that's not perfection. That's just pure bliss. Yeah, that is pure bliss. So and that's the difference of that. perfectionism when you're driven and you yeah. can't let it go. But but, you know, uh, I just think if you're doing something for God, you do it impeccably and excellence, but then you let it go. Right. You just have to, you know, every Sunday, you know, you have the intention and then you just have to let it go. Absolutely. And the Holy Spirit comes in and makes it wonderful. But, yeah, but it's a different style. Tom would just let go before you would. <laughs> well, and and so it's been a gift. And mm-hmm. now we are doing a tile project together. <laughs> we're tiling our Ohana. Mm-hmm. And it's been great because we're... I'm learning to move 
uh, a little more efficiently and not get in, caught in little details that don't matter. Mm-hmm. And he's learning to really get the satisfaction from quality that he never uh, noticed before. Mm-hmm. He never. I can't think of a it. more challenging exercise to go through with those two different mindsets. Oh, you know, but people pay eight thousand dollars for one week of of couple uh, workshop, <laughs> and you guys have created <laughs> it right in your ohana. We, yeah. we are a very intentional couple. When people <laughs> ask me what I did when they met me, I said, "What I'm doing." I'm building a great relationship. That's what I've been doing for three years. Isn't that wonderful? And, and it shows. It's so enjoyable. That's our <laughs> that's I love our your hobby. little red car with your top down. <laughs> that's that's Tom's car. <laughs> oh, Tom's car. Let me make that official to the world. <laughs> okay. What kind of car would you drive? Something that got you know sixty to hundred miles a gallon. And you know, I am that. I drive a Jaguar convertible, and I'm buying a, a little Prius or one of those Honda mm-hmm. for driving mm-hmm. around. Because, yeah. you know, it's already, my Jaguar is already paid for, and, it, you know, somebody's going to sure. drive it. So I love the car, but I actually think for the Earth, you have to be driving a and hybrid. We're, we're starting I mean, a new I'm feature today that we're going to be doing every, segueing it. every week on the show where we talk about little things that people who are listening to this program can do in their lives to make a big difference in terms of global warming. Oh, so wonderful. we're going to talk about that later in the program, but oh, that's a ni- it is a nice segue. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be offering you several I'm tips. So delighted. Well, that's this. why I like you and Tom. You're both of me. <laughs> We are, are we? Yeah. Well, I mean, I drive that, and I'm, th- you know, I'm, I'm just teasing. But, uh, yeah, I have the, that duality in us. That there's a, you know, you love the sports car, and for the world and for the planet, um, we all need to be thinking hybrid or something. I love this thing that John Kerry was talking about that's very affordable. We're right around the corner here. Everybody could be on solar. I mean, we're all, mm-hmm. everybody's got sun year-round. But the, the, yeah. he's doing it in Massachusetts. He's got solar on his house in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. wow. which puts the electrical. He's got a hybrid car, mm-hmm. and then he drives in the garage at night and plugs it into this electric mm-hmm. converter that's from so that the solar be, power. That'd be so satisfying. And he get, Yes, and he now he's a multi, 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 multi. His wife is a multi, multi, yeah. multi millionaire. But, I mean, I'm sure she shares. And... Uh, so uh, he's driving around, and he's averaging city miles, 150 mm-hmm. miles to a gallon. City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, I would be thrilled with that. Yeah. yeah. That would be pretty good. Yeah. Well, but uh, now we're talking about forgiveness. We're, we're <laughs> going from the environment. That. So, th- so uh, it's this uh, uh, Thursday, May 17th, this mm-hmm. uh, program, Forgiving You and All of Them. I you, love that. yourself, other people, God. That's another big one, you know. Sometimes we need to forgive God, huh? Sometimes we think we do, so it's good to clear that up. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and then one of the things in the Hawaiian culture that that I was so impressed with when I was over um, at one of their portals where, the, you know, they do the transportation. They go th- to other cultures, other mm-hmm. times. Um, and, and that's part of the ancient tradition they told me they do. It's part of what they could do. The, what you had to be in the vibrational field of was oneness, awareness, mm-hmm. all one unconditional love and no judgment and see there's no forgiveness needed if you didn't do the judgment it would just be noticing Mm -hmm. ah i noticed that person hit my car oh Mm -hmm. i noticed that person Mm -hmm. was angry and said those words to me Mm -hmm. but if i didn't judge them they would just be a vibration that would have moved on we had to judge it to get it locked into our consciousness and then that's the work that you get to help them do so Catherine, we thank you so much we love you we'll see you on saturday Yes, you will. Okay. Thank and, you. Uh, and I Thursday look forward night. to those who come Thursday. We'll have a great experience. Catherine and thank you for thank calling you so in. Much. And You're uh, we're going to go to our sponsors. But before we do, Jim, I was hoping you would, uh, our new our new feature is well, we'll One s- Thing You Can Do. One Thing You Can Do um, to help make the world a better place in terms of helping to eliminate the carbon problem, which, of course, is the source of global uh, warming. Global warming. Finally, let's your Supreme t- Court said that. Let's start in the kitchen. Okay, um, you know, go. those self-cleaning ovens that we have, do you think they're good or bad? Ooh, good. They are good. You know why? They have extra insulation because uh, other ovens, they, you know, because they get so hot when you turn on the self-cleaning cycle that they um, have extra insulation so that the kitchen doesn't get hot. So, therefore, when you use your oven, it's actually more insulated so it doesn't send oh. off, uh, so it's much more efficient. However... If you use the self-cleaning feature on the oven more than once a month, you'll end up <laughs> using more energy than you save. So if you have a self, get a self-cleaning oven and, and use it, but don't use it more than once a month as a, to clean itself. But most people don't do that anyway. I have a virgin oven. You have a virgin oven. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's as clean as the day I bought the house. <laughs> and, you know, I do my part. Another part in the kitchen that we can all do, and this just shocked me, 
is don't rinse your dishes. Yeah, you like this that. one. We, well, I do because I'm like Tom, as she was talking about, just get get it done. Get if it you done. don't rinse your dishes before placing them in the dishwasher, it saves the planet 6,500 gallons of water and you save over $30 per year, a lot. The numbers that I have when I'm uh, giving you these quotes are from a national average. Of course, things, utilities cost a bit more in uh, Maui, especially water. And, so uh, you save even and so more. And you man. save even more than $30, but you save on average 6,500 gallons of water yeah. by not washing your dishes. And then you don't have to feel that guilty for that long, leisurely, full tub bath that you just love taking. But the thing about the dishwasher is, yeah, you got to get the crud off. Right. But um, you don't need I, – I often watch my friends, Thanksgiving stuff, they literally wash the dishes and then put them in the dishwasher. Yeah, I mean, they, they even – It's like those yeah. restaurants that you go to that they say, you know, uh, they, they only give you water if you request it because it, it, to serve one glass of water, it takes three. They have to wash the glass. The, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of wasted mm-hmm. water mm-hmm. if you uh, – if they're putting water out mm-hmm. and you're not drinking it. Well, we do need to drink our water, so let's make sure we're all hydrated. That is essential to your health. So since we're going to save the planet, we want to have a healthy body Absolutely. while we save it. We've got a great guest coming up, Will Bowen, the minister who started the Purple Bracelet uh, phenomenon. You may have seen it on Oprah. You may have seen it on the Today Show. They have shipped, uh, last time I talked to him, it was $4 million. Mm-hmm. Four, that was 185000 in February when we ordered ours for Unity Church of Maui. 185000 Then he got the Oprah show and the Today show. And what it is is about creating a complaint-free world, which is really about the vibration. Do I bring appreciation? Do I bring intention? Do I bring help? Do I bring generosity of heart? Or do I bring complaint, whining, resentments, and all that stuff that brings us down? So we're going to be right back after we hear from our sponsors with uh, Reverend Will Bowen, who's really a wonderful guy. Met him on the peace train. And we have our purple bracelets at Unity Church. You can get one this Sunday. So stay tuned to Conversations with Friends. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. We are back on the air. We are talking about these purple bracelets that you introduced a few weeks ago. Um, they're amazing. They're, it's called a complaint-free world. and uh, Complaint. A complaint-free world. We're waiting to get Dr. Uh, Rev- uh, Reverend Bowen on the phone with us. But while we do, uh, Mary, you want to share with folks how this bracelet works? Well, we might let him tell that story. Um, maybe what I could do is just tell you about a couple things coming up. We, you know, we just talked with Catherine Arp uh-huh. about the forgiveness workshop. It's fabulous. Really a fun workshop on Thursday this week at 630. But then n- the next night, Friday. And Friday's a great night, you know. Uh, from 7 to 930, Christine Warner, who's a religious science practitioner and mm-hmm. a unity chaplain, she does a great workshop once a month on radiant breath work radiant breath work and it is so to discover the peace of god through breath right within your heart um so it's just uh, christine is amazing she does a fantastic job and 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 she really you know you look at her and you can see there's a woman who breathes well and she has that is that energy and this radiant breath work is a great workshop and that's friday night Mm -hmm. what time friday at seven o'clock and then a week we have the Lama. Uh, we have a Dharma talk by a Lama Rinpoche, and uh, it's from the Dharma Center, but that's going to be there on Friday night, the 25th, and then, uh, uh, of course, a Miracles Workshop on Saturday from 6.30 to 9.30. That's a week. 
So we've also got some great things happening. Remember, right now we're doing the book Emergence, which is from the shift that we're all making from ego to essence. Mm. And one of those shifts is about the consciousness that we bring to each moment. So we have a Reverend Will Bowen on the line. Will, are you there? Hey, Will. I am, Mary. How are you? Hey, we're great. We got. I had to switch my bracelet here because my <laughs> because oh, I got to put it back. I was going to blame somebody. <laughs> oh, here goes the other side now. But um, tell us about this phenomenon <laughs> of the purple bracelet because I told Jim that when we ordered our purple bracelets for Unity Church of Maui in February, you were sending, they told us, 185000 And last week I talked to you, and you said it was $4 million. What's the number now? <laughs> well, I had lunch with our coordinator today, and he says we're somewhere around $5.3 My goodness. Now tell folks what these purple bracelets are all about. Well, it's a sort of a self-monitoring device to help you become a more positive person. We were doing a series on a book by Edwin Gaines, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity. Mm-hmm. And in it, she recommends that you attempt to eradicate complaining from your life, because when you're complaining, you're focusing on what you don't want rather than what you do want. Right. So I was looking for a tangible monitoring device for this and came up with the idea of like a Livestrong bracelet, a silicone bracelet. But the idea is every time you complain, criticize, or gossip, you move the bracelet to the other wrist and you start your 21 days over. So, so you had this idea, and when, when, where were you when you had the idea? Because this is definitely, we'll, we'll call this a phenomenal idea that's, you know, five million people now. Uh, when, you know, tell us about the process of actually coming up with such a eureka idea and then bringing it out to the world and, you know, um, going on the Today Show and Oprah. Well, I would love to say that, you know, I was sitting meditating on a mountain in Tibet, <laughs> but I was actually had just finished writing my talk for Sunday and yeah. was in the shower. Oh, there you go. It's a very, very contemplative hey, water place. is a very good stimulus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, water is. Gene Houston teaches that. You know, I have some of the best ideas in the mm-hmm. shower. I, I, so, okay, so you, so you had this idea while you were, while you were showering, and then, and then what did what, you do? Well, I, we, we ordered, yeah, um, sure. I contacted our office manager, and yeah. we ordered 500 bracelets, which was the minimum we could get. And we have an average attendance of about 250, so mm-hmm. I had 250 to hand out, and mm-hmm. I explained to everybody the concepts, and people just loved it. And by the end of the service, the, the other, the remaining 250 were spoken for, because people wanted them for their businesses, their social groups, their clubs, and... We then said, well, let's order a 1,000 because people kept calling them. And I thought, well, if, you know, the leftover ones, we'd let the kids play with. Right. Little did we know. And then it was picked up as a story on the front page of the Kansas City Star, which has their own uh, news service, McClatchy. And that led to 30 newspapers. And then they ran another story about us, and it ran on another 70 papers. And then it was picked up by the Los Angeles Times and People Magazine, the Today Show, Oprah. Um, I've got an interview day after tomorrow with the BBC. Oh, you're um, going international now. So how long, when did this first start? When did you first start with those 250? Those July 500? 23rd. July 20. This has been taking off like wildfire. And now what, what happened after, which I would imagine Oprah had the most momentum in terms of the number of requests that came into your church. Absolutely. We were at about 1.3 million bracelets, yeah. and then within 40, 48 hours of being on Oprah, we were at 3.5 million. My goodness. And, and, and you just don't... Op- you, I'm sorry? You just are sending these out. You know, these people, you're just sending these on a donation basis, right? Yes. We are not charging for them. If people want to donate to support this whole concept then they are invited to do so. And, uh, well, our tithe check it. is in the mail, Will, and I, I hope your church will be richly prospered by such a wonderful idea because the greatest gift we give the world is lifting our consciousness. Exactly. And, and it's the greatest, and this is such a simple device. When we learned this technique with Edwin, we put a rubber band on and we snapped mm-hmm. it. And, you know, that was hurting ourselves. That was (laughs) self-abuse. And yet the neat thing about your bracelet, other than losing your hair on your arms as you flip it back and forth, and (laughs) you have so much fun, you're sitting there talking with someone because one of the rules is, as I learned, is you point out that someone else has complained, you have to change your bracelet too because that's a, a form of complaint, you know. Exactly. It really makes you conscious. And I have added whining. 
to it. I mean, whining is a low-level uh, complaint that really sucks the energy out of uh, in a room or a relationship. But it's actually fun. We have had more fun at lunch and dinner with friends. We just laugh so hard it hurts because sometimes you get on a roll and you realize a lot of your conversation uh, is not necessary after you start having to change your bracelet. Because <laughs> you catch yourself. And it's, it's, well, you told a, fan, a very funny story uh, when you were on Oprah about a church that received a bunch of bracelets and they and sent they, them back. Yeah, they sent them back. <laughs> they actually ordered 400 bracelets uh-huh. and sent them to them, and they said, you know, these are really not the quality we were hoping for. Uh-huh. And I was thinking... Okay, you're complaining about free no complaint bracelets. God bless you. I, you know, I I remember I uh, my first or second year in ministry, I, I I gave a whole talk on resentment and and how uh, negative and how it pollutes your energy and it was I really felt you know and you know people's hugging me. Oh, that was so great. That was so great. And this woman came up and said, Oh God, that was the best talk I ever heard. And you know we hugged and then we about a few minutes later we were walking down the stairs with this woman. She goes, You know what? Just I resent so much. And I thought, well, what was that talk about? You know, it just uh, the unconsciousness within our, our ego is so funny when you really get it because Absolutely. it's just great. Now, you actually had to practice this, and I think Oprah asked you or somebody I heard you ask, did you do it a whole week before you actually shared it with your congregation? No, actually, I started the date that they did. Oh, no. I handed them out on July 23rd, and oh. I started. And at that moment, I said, you know, this this is going to be a ripple that is going to travel around the world. That was, wow. people have said to me, well, are you surprised by this? And, I mean, I can tell you and your listeners, no, I'm not, because this was our intention. This is what we intended from the very beginning, and that is what has happened. But, yes, I did do it myself, and it took me almost three months I, po- I broke three bracelets getting them. Oh, I'm so grateful to hear that because I told the congregation, we, we, uh, they didn't, ours didn't arrive, so we went and got purple ribbons, mm-hmm. and we passed those out. We got a few complaints about, oh, the, my ribbon, <laughs> oh, I think it might have been your gym. My, my ribbon got wet. You know, because you know, showering I, 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 Okay, somebody said, oh, my ribbon got wet, you know. And so we did that, and then we got them after two weeks, and I had actually made it three days. But the wonderful thing about it is the awareness that comes, and you get so happy not complaining. It's a natural high when, you, when you're not focusing on what you don't want, and you just start to praise and request. And that's another thing. We did a, a you, training on how to make a request. A lot of people don't know the difference between a request and a demand. That was very interesting. And you start laughing. What's so <laughs> great about this is how you catch yourself and you start laughing. And uh, this morning <clears throat> I snapped mine, so I don't have one right now. <laughs> uh, that's not a complaint. Just and an um, it's an observation. And But you just catch yourself because I, I guess there was all the use back and forth, back and forth. Um, you just laugh. You must have a ton of anecdotes collected from people who are using these bracelets now. You want to share some? Well, we've got, um, we actually are getting ready to put up um, uh, a way to, demo- to to hang them up in our narthex because we've gotten thousands of um, emails from people that are just absolutely incredible, most of them very touching. Um, the first one that really touched me was from a 10th grader, a, a girl, a sophomore at a high school in Nebraska. Somebody brought a gun to school and was shooting it, and her first thought was, to contact us and say, can we get purple bracelets so that we focus on what's good rather than getting all caught up and, you know, this is like another Columbine. Mm. Because luckily no one was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, we did actually have somebody who had a child at Virginia Tech who, who survived, but again, did not want to get caught up in the drama of it and wanted to focus on the good the school offered. <coughs> um, and at Christmas time, there was a woman who contacted us and said that uh, her husband's business partner had bankrupted their business and they had nothing to give their children. Would we please give them the free purple bracelet <laughs> so that their children would focus on what is good in life and that they still had mm. one another? It, it just goes on and on. These are, these are being used by drug rehabs, uh, prisons, um, every form of business that you can imagine. There's a car dealership, a chain of car dealerships in, in uh, California that have ordered one for every employee, 10000 Mm-hmm. And um, they are wow. being used for by every denomination. I, I spoke at a Catholic church recently. Um, 
there is a uh, Jewish temple in New Jersey who is using them. There is a Baptist church that now has Wednesday night complaint-free services. <laughs> a Lutheran church that has complaint-free Sunday schools. We're starting a complaint-free summer camp for children. It has just exploded. Well, when you call your church, and what is the name of your church? Christ Church Unity. Christ Church Unity in North Kansas City. Is that right? Or? Kansas City, Missouri, actually. Kansas City, Missouri. And when you call, you say, uh, your phone says, uh, thank you for calling. You've reached the complaint-free church where the heart <laughs> is at home. What, how do you say that? Where open it's a hearts, one, open minds, and open arms. Open hearts, open minds. You've reached the complaint-free church. And, and it's just so great. And to talk to you, we had such a good time on the peace train. You've got such a nice vibration. You have children? I do. I have a daughter. She's 11. And how's she doing with the purple bracelet? She made it. And in fact, she uh, made it faster than about anyone. It's interesting. I know of a few children who have taken it up and done it, and children tend to do it better and faster. Yeah. It's Uh, so great. Parents say to me, oh, well, you'll never get my kid to do it. And I'm thinking, okay, well, you just complained about your child. What are you modeling for your child? Whoa. That's fascinating. And then people start to see it once once they say, oh, well, I really need to get this person using these bracelets. They are, in effect, complaining. How how did you talk with Oprah when she said, I've got just the person I want to get this bracelet? Was was it her makeup guy? Okay, that's fine. I mean, I didn't really, you know, I considered what she said to be a statement of fact. I didn't, you know, it it really was not a complaint. She and I sort of had a moment there where she was like, I'm not complaining. I said, no, I hear that you're not. She goes, really, I'm not. Okay, I I know you're not. Well, we've all all been in places where the whole, the um, genre of the whole atmosphere is gossip and complaint. It's like it's a a repartee. It's, they don't have any idea. I just stopped going to those places. It just doesn't serve me at all to be there. But uh, Will Bowen, the church is Christ Church Unity. Uh, If you live on Maui, come to Unity Church of Maui at 10 o'clock at the Seventh-day Adventist Church on Sunday, and we have them for you. But if you don't live on Maui, and we are broadcast in the World Wide Web through um, Jim's wonderful genius, uh, do you have a website or a phone number? How do people reach you? We do, and we ask. We're getting about 3,000 requests a day. Oh, wow. That's not bracelets. That's requests. (laughs) So... We prefer that people not call us okay. uh, because we're just a church about your size. We don't have, we're just volunteers. We're not going to give them a phone number. Give us a okay. website. <laughs> website, acomplaintfreeworld.org. Remember How easy is that? A, acomplaintfreeworld.org. And, and they can click on the order button. And we're running, uh, because of the Oprah, it just, Oprah ran the, over the weekend in Australia, and that really uh, jacked up our number of requests again. So uh, we're running anywhere from four to eight weeks getting them out. Wow. But as you did, a rubber band works great until they come. Well, That's, we went and got a ribbon. We just we went down idea. a gorgeous purple ribbon. It was so pretty, and it was long enough for people to tie it on. And Actually, it was very, very pretty. Our, our My office manager just picked out the most gorgeous. Uh, and, and then people had to wait two weeks after. We actually had it in the newspaper. You know, we advertised it. And you were kind enough to have FedEx them. So they didn't get there that week, but they got there two weeks later, and everybody loved them. And we passed them out again last week. And we're doing Barbara Marks Hubbard's book, Emergence, with a shift from ego to essence. So it ties in perfectly. I mean, it's just a perfect tie-in, and I love your creativity. I do, too. And the fact that you set an intention. This is going to have a ripple effect that's going to reach the world. And people learn to, to appreciate and make requests and uh, hear a no, you know. Sometimes your request is a no, and so you breathe and uh, move on. So you can keep that bracelet on the <laughs> same arm. Well, what's, what's next for you? Are you guys doing, are you, well, writing, are you writing a book? Actually, I am, and I, I have just about completed it. I have a uh, double day is going to be publishing it. It'll be out in October. Yeah. Because it answers a lot of the questions. You know, why do people complain? Yeah. What is complaining? Am I complaining when I do this? How can I get others to stop complaining? Yeah. And it will be out in October. It's called A Complaint-Free World. Our biggest focus right now, which I would invite you to hold in consciousness for us, is that we would like to see a day of no complaining officially in the United States like the Great American Smokeout. So it wouldn't wow. be a holiday. Yeah. But it would be a proclaimed day, and we're looking to do the day before Thanksgiving because oh. we think a day of no complaining and then a day of gratitude. Wow. Wow, so that, that would be a doubleheader, especially when people are um, dealing with all the fun things that they get to deal with around Thanksgiving. <coughs> well, I'm going to put that, I'm gonna put that on idea. our calendar. 
The, and if you change the date, but at the day before Thanksgiving. Now, you know, today is the gas, uh, don't buy gas today. This is the 15th, isn't it? Isn't today the 15th? Um, yes. So everybody that's listening on Maui, don't buy gas today. Last time they did it, um, prices dropped overnight. So unless, unless you're totally on fumes, just wait. Uh, don't buy grass today. I forgot to tell them that at the beginning of the show. You guys doing that in there in Kansas City? I have not heard of it. Oh, okay. Well, they tried to get it national just like this. It's uh, a ga- gas-free. It, what happened was several years ago they uh, broadcast a day, nobody buy grass, and the very next day, because of lost supply and demand, the price dropped 40 cents a gallon. Wow. So it, since it's gone up, we're just going to try it again and keep educating people. You have a choice. You have a choice. Well, And, Will Bowen, thank you for thank you so much, Will. taking time to um, enlighten us and, and take a good idea. Well, I, well, actually, I have a question. Oh. What's, what's your how many day, how, how long are you at right now? How long has that been on your arm today? Me personally? Yeah. Um, well, I've had the bracelet on the same arm all day. You have okay. So when I mean, does it, so even though you do sometimes have these twenty-one day stretches, I'm sure you fall off the wagon sometimes. Right? <laughs> oh, I complain, <laughs> but it's rare. I mean, you know, com- complain is defined as to express grief, pain, or discontent, and yeah. it makes sense at some point to do that. But yeah. most people just gripe, as myself included, as a matter of course, yeah. and it's not healthy. Yeah. So. For me to complain now is rare, and when it happens, it's like a thunderclap on a still night. I hear it, and I know it. That is so it's just awesome. so atypical. Well, you're doing amazing work, and, and five million-plus people, congratulations. Bless you. In and there's countries. no stopping it. It's In 80 countries. 80 so countries. And there'll be more now with the iPod broadcast, and uh, they and go, uh, completefreeworld.org. I mean, how easy is that? And your book's going to do phenomenal. I'm a publisher, and w- I, I asked because I said, if someone's not doing it, I'd love to publish your book. That's awesome. Congratulations. Bless you. And it's good. It's Will Bowen. The church is Christ Church Unity in Kansas City, Missouri, at Reaching the World. What a great idea. And uh, thank you, Will. You know, Jim, there's a great line in the, the movie, and it's now a book, The Secret. And the, it jumped out because I wrote it. This was before I knew about the purple bracelet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it said, a complaint is like ordering an order to the universe. Because the universe, when you complain, just like any comment, you're basically saying to the universe, I'd like more of that. Now, that sounds insane, but that's exactly what happens because what I focus on increases. Mm-hmm. And when you focus on with the energy of a complaint, you know, <coughs> you know, all that <coughs> with it, the universe says, ah, more of that. That's Send more want. down there. Yeah. Send more of that. And, you go, and then you go, well, what else could happen? Well, I always say, do not ask a universe of infinite <laughs> possibility. <laughs> and what else could go wrong? Because you're saying to the universe, lot of stuff yeah a lot of stuff well we've been talking with will bowen and i think we do want to acknowledge our um our wonderful sponsors a little late in the game but it's been such amazing great day today we want to thank myrna stone and the magazine is real estate maui style with one of the most beautiful pictures of jacaranda you could ever ever imagine and the article she she always has really maui important articles Mm -hmm. that help you understand our island and know something about it from the whales to the weather to sustainable future and this month she's featuring the mediation services of maui which what a great organization and they work with you know if you've got a domestic abuse a thing they, if you've got a business issue you've got a government issue um you've got issues with your colleagues at work these people help you get to the other side and it's just a great. So we want to honor Myrna and Real Estate Maui Style and the Mediation Service. They just celebrated, what, 25 25th anniversary years on Maui. So good for them. And we want to hear from uh, Trish Morris, another one of our sponsors, Premier Mortgage. What a great organization. Conversations with Friends with Murray Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. 
And now, back to Conversations with Friends. Well, Jim, it's just been such a great morning talking with Catherine Arp, who's doing the Forgiving You, Them, and All workshop this week on Thursday, and then uh, Friday night, Radiant Breathwork. It was great. It was just really fascinating to talk to Will Bowen, a minister of a, a church just about our size, just with our a size great is. idea, um, and a way to remind you of how how maybe negative you are and We're and, see these and sh- purple, gently very gently these purple bracelets are as he said all, you know 80 countries around the world mm-hmm. uh, it's just going to become it's a just bigger beginning. and bigger trend. We're just seeing the beginning of it that's why I know his book will do real well. We do want to uh, uh you know in the news today you've heard that uh Jerry Falwell uh passed on today. Jim you just told me when you came in I did not hear that but I do join all those who loved him and his family and um, sending them love and peace and, and the grace that comes as we all walk through these things, you know. Mm-hmm. I, that was kind of a surprise, wasn't mm-hmm. it? I, was, it was a, I think it was, a, it was a big surprise. He was not, you know, ill especially, and I think they just went into his office and uh, found out that he was uh, passed on. Passed on. So our prayers with everyone who cared about him and appreciated him and um, to everyone. You know, my mother passed two months ago, and one of the things that just has made me so aware of is how much we appreciate the people's kindness that reach out. And they reach out months later. And I would remind people when there is a loss, everybody calls the first week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one month later, two months later, three months later, uh, if you if you have friends that have had a loss, uh, use this as a reminder. Mm-hmm. We bless Jerry at work. Um, use this as an expression. Call the people two months, three months, six months, and the year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're getting out of the house. Make sure they're just getting a love call and checking in because I know with me, it was about a month before it really hit, mm-hmm. and and um, and grief has its own flow. There's no, I think you said this on Sunday. There's no, you know, there's not. It's like, well, this uh, if you lose a parent, it'll be six months. If you lose a spouse, it'll be eighteen months. There's no certain, you know, rules. People have different processes throughout, and experiencing that grief and being with it, and uh, you know, whenever you hear about uh, someone in the news passing on, it is a good opportunity to go in and say. Hmm, is there someone in my life who I can help support and send love to? It's so important, and I have been so blessed by people's kindness. Um, I was talking with Ram Dass last week, and he, he had an interesting sense, you know, because they're doing such great work here on Maui with their um, green sanctu- cemetery and their um, setting up uh, affordable um, funeral services for people. Of the funeral pyre, I'm so grateful for the work they're doing, and they're educating people how to be present to people in the in the dying process, mm-hmm. which is so natural and so normal. But one of the things he said is. Uh, you know, if you say, I'm done grieving, go home and grieve some more. Because when you're done, you're just done. And you don't have to get up and say, I'm done. You just and, know it. And with me, you know, I spent seven days totally in the silence, just was present to my mother, and then came back. And then when I got on the airplane to go to California where she was and lived, oh, my, it was just as if I just heard it. So mm. we just trust the process. No, God is with us every step of the way. And to anyone that is going through a loss, uh, let us just remind you to call Unity Church. We have a prayer ministry that will take your call or call Silent Unity. And it's uh, it's one eight hundred now pray. Now how's that for a good number? One eight hundred now pray. Someone would take your call. So don't think you have to walk through this alone. Um, there are loving arms on both sides, on both dimensions, to to support you in your journey. And we just know that spirit is with you. And you know another thing that I just wanted to share. It's not that helpful to tell people that. I